that salt rock is not curing your anxiety. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Have you ever seen a salt lamp, a salt rock? There are many different names for it. It's an orangish uh, rock that's made of salt, I would assume. And you put a little light inside it, and supposedly that light will heat up the rock and the the scent that comes off of it or the, the salt that comes off of it. And by the way, it does leave like a little bit of salt on your table when you uh, light it. So there is something coming off of it. But it's supposed to cure anxiety and, and ease your mind. And I fell into that trap once. I was uh, given one as a prize um, for, I don't remember what I had done, signed up for a drawing or something. I can't remember what it was. But they gave me a, a salt lamp. And I, at the time, was full of anxiety. So I thought, well, you know, this maybe this will help. It didn't help. And then one night I'm sitting there and I look at it and I look over at it and the Lord spoke to me and said, that's not curing your anxiety. I can cure your anxiety. So I picked up that salt lamp and I threw it in a trash and, well, I threw it in a dumpster actually. And sure enough, right after that, not immediately, but at in time after that, my anxiety was cured and I've never dealt with it since. God heals, not a salt lamp. I came across this today, and I wanted I kind of tied it into this little story. It's 1 Samuel chapter 4. I'm just going to go ahead and start at the beginning. This is right after uh, the call of Samuel, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now, Israel went out to battle against the Philistines. They encamped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines drew up in line against Israel, and when the battle spread, Israel was defeated before the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the field of battle. Pretty significant. This is verse 3, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 3. And when the people came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Here's the part. Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord here from Shiloh, that it may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. Hmm. So the people sent to Shiloh and brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. And, and then the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. So, as the story goes on, um, the two priests of the sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, end up dying. So does Eli. And the Ark of the Lord is captured, and the Philistines win. And the funny thing about this is that when they take the Ark of the Lord and they put it in the same place where their their God, Dagon, was, they wake up the next day and Dagon's flat, flat on his face in front of the Ark of the Covenant. So they put him back and the next day, Dagon's flat on his face worshiping the Lord. But see, the thing is, they put their trust in the Ark of the Covenant. God had them create this for a, a very unique purpose so that he, you know, the way it was fashioned with the cherubim and their wings holding their wings out, two on each side, made it look like a seat, and God would sit there and call the mercy seat, and that's where he would make atonement for the people of Israel once a year in a cloud that would come down and sit in between the two cherubim. And inside the ark were the, the Ten Commandments and Moses's staff that sprouted with almond blossoms and, and many other things, manna. But anyway, 
they put their trust in the Ark of the Covenant to save them. Now, the Bible doesn't explicitly say that God allowed the Philistines to win this battle because of that, but God allowed the Philistines to win this battle. Was it because they put their trust in the Ark of the Covenant? You know, I don't want to speak where the Bible doesn't speak, but my goodness, it sure seems that way. So my point is, we've got to be careful not to put our trust in inanimate objects, not to put our trust in any object, animated or inanimate. We must put our trust for healing, for deliverance, for relationship. We must put our trust in God alone. Because when we put our trust in a man-made object, that just is like slapping God in the face saying, you're not worthy. I'm going to get all I need, all the power I need, everything I need I'm going to get from this rock, from this crystal. Crystals don't heal you. Crystals don't heal anxiety. Crystals don't make you feel better. They're objects. They're created objects. If you want true healing, don't put your hands on some kind of magnetized device that sends electric current through your body. That's not going to heal you. God will heal you. Now, yeah, God does use other means of healing. He will use other people. And sometimes they're surgeons. Sometimes they're pharmacists or chemical engineers. But where are you putting your trust? That's the question. Boy, I didn't realize how wrong I was to, to, to light up that salt lamp every night and sit beside it thinking that it was calming me. No, it was not doing that. In fact, I was probably opening the door to the demonic to come in and afflict my life. Praise God that he spoke to me in that moment, and I looked over at it, and it never sat there again. The Ark of the Covenant did not save Israel from the Philistines. The Ark of the Covenant, then, as we go through 1 Samuel 5 and 6 and 7, it wreaks havoc in the nation of the Philistines, and it's actually kind of funny, the things that happen. But my point is, where are you putting your trust? Who are you believing in? Not another person, I hope. Other people might let you down. God will never let you down. Trust the God of the Bible. Trust the God who created all things. Trust our God. He has many names. The Great I Am, El Roy, El Nisi, Jehovah Jireh. Trust in him and he will give you peace. He will give you healing. He will give you joy. He will give you love patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit. For the Lord, he died for us so that we may live and have life abundantly. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. 